Welcome to Manifest Your Specific Person Bible Podcast. This is Sherry Elizabeth, and I'm your host. Hi, everyone. It is your favorite time of the week. It is Manifest with Share Bear time, and today we're going to talk about revision. So this is yet another favorite topic of mine. I know I always say that, but I do have so many favorite (laughs) topics that I'm so passionate about. And revision is one of them. And the reason why revision is one of them is because one of the biggest lies, the biggest misconceptions of the matrix is that the past is actually a fixed place and that you cannot change it that there's nothing you can do about it. You're a victim of your circumstances. You were just dealt a bad hand in life and there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe you grew up in horrific, horrific living conditions or maybe you're in a current horrific, horrific circumstance and people around you are saying things like, you just got to accept it. There's nothing you can do about it. Learn to live like this. Learn to live in lack. Learn to live in pain. Learn to be lonely and not actually have true, genuine, honest, loyal people around you. Learn to be by yourself the rest of your life. Learn to live with this illness learn to live with this diagnosis it's just the way that it is and this never sat right with me because from a young age I would always ask myself why are some people so lucky why are some people born into these great circumstances healthy wealthy super abundant great family support friends everything is so easy for them yet others are born into really bad circumstances. Maybe their parents weren't there or their parents had an addiction or they lost a sibling when they were young or they grew up in poverty or they were born with a disease that left them cognitively or developmentally behind, quote unquote, or disabled from their peers. I always wondered why does this happen? If there's a God who loves us so much and loves us all equally, then why would that God give someone more than another? Why would God make life a lot harder for one person than another person? And I'm here to tell you today that we can actually change the past. So the law of assumption community calls this revision, the art of revision. And I'm going to kick it off with a quote by Neville Goddard because it's one of my favorite quotes that he ever said, especially when I was learning revision, I would revisit this quote often to inspire myself and also sort of guide me on how to do it. And just to set you up for this quote, it is based on the principle that the past, present, and future all exist at the same time. And I say this a lot. I say we only have the now moment. We're creating from the now moment, right? So he said, the past still exists and it gives and it still gives its results. Man must go back in memory, seek for and destroy the causes of evil, however far back they lie. This going into the past and replaying a scene of the past in imagination as it ought to have been played the first time, I call revision and revision results in repeal. So I'm going to reread this, but I'm going to reread it sentence by sentence and explain exactly what he's talking about and how to implement it. 
So he says the past still exists and it gives and it still gives its results. Why is this so important? This is so important because basically what he's saying is, if you, let's say at seven years old, witnessed your parents getting a divorce and maybe they fought all the time and it was extremely toxic and maybe as a result of that, you thought, wow, relationships are meant to be toxic and they're not meant to last and maybe you even felt like you did something to contribute to it so there's something wrong with me, I caused this, blaming yourself, Da, 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 right? The programming that we have of the matrix, the false, fake news. You are fake news. Well, we now know, and I've said this in many previous episodes, that 95% of our automatic thoughts, behaviors, and emotions come from programs that were downloaded previously in life. So if at seven years old, you downloaded this program, and let's say now you're 25, but you have not done any sort of self-development or become consciously aware of what your beliefs are. You're just living in the matrix completely unawakened, which is fine, right? We've all been there, right? But if you're here now, you're awakened. You take the red pill. And you know that you're gonna change your story in your favor, but anyways, you will continue to recreate that. So that's what Neville meant by it gives and it still gives and it still gives and it still gives. And this is why people experience patterns, right? You download a program at let's say seven that relationships are toxic and don't last. And then you grow up and you turn 16 and you have a crush on your first boyfriend or girlfriend. And at first everything's amazing, everything's paradise. And then of course, eventually it becomes toxic. Maybe they leave you. And then you get over this person, maybe your next boyfriend or girlfriend is serious relationship, let's say you're 20, and then the same thing happens again. Then you're 22, and you get into another relationship, and the same thing happens again. And now you're 25, and the same thing is happening again, and you're going, oh my god, this is a pattern. I always, always attract quote unquote, attract. We know that we really can't attract anything because everything exists at the same time. But the unenlightened person will say, why am I always attracting these, you know, shitty men or women that don't value me? It's always toxic. I don't even know what a healthy relationship is like, right? That's what he means by that. So he was way ahead of his time. And that's why I always reference his teachings. Then he says, okay, and this gets into what I spoke about on last week's episode about parallel realities. He says, man must go back in memory, seek for and destroy the causes of evil, however far back they lie. So what he means by that is, right, so to continue to use that example, if I was that person that kept experiencing toxicity and horrible relationships, not trusting, feeling bad about myself, I would sit down, and this is where the power of awareness comes in, commanding the subconscious to bring to the light what belief is causing the shitty patterns in your life. And I want to take a moment to also point out that strong emotional imprints on the subconscious that happen later in life will also affect you. So for example, 
if you almost got robbed, maybe you were walking down the street one day and someone tried to snatch your purse and you're 30 and for the next five years of your life, you're always clutching your purse really tight, looking around, being nervous or in fear that someone's going to try to snatch your purse again. You're doing that as a subconscious response to the strong emotional imprint that was left during that circumstance that happened to you previously in life. So how we stop all of this is by going back in memory and destroying the causes of evil. Target acquired. In terms of the relationship example that we were formally giving, you would sit down and ask yourself, why does this keep happening? And your answer would probably be something like, because I just have a bad picker or relationships just never work out for me. It's like I'm doomed. Oh no. And then I would say, okay, well, why do you feel that way? And your answer might look something like, well, because I've had four other horrific relationships in my life that have been completely toxic and destroyed my self-esteem. And I would say, okay, but why do you think that happened? And then usually that's when, when I'm coaching someone, they will think back to childhood and they'll say, you know, well, you know, growing up, my parents were really toxic or, you know, I didn't have maybe a mother figure or a father figure and I never felt good enough and maybe my mom or dad had a lot of boyfriends or girlfriends and they would always fight and I just didn't see any form of long-term commitment or consistency. There are so many different things that happen in our childhood and they don't always have to be extremely obvious. They can be very small things that to an onlooker looking from the outside would not think that it would affect the child. For example, telling a child, no, you're bad because you got a C in school and because you got a C or maybe even a D or an F, right? You don't get cake for dinner tonight, but your siblings do, right? Well, that's gonna have, the child's gonna go, oh, what's wrong with me? Why am I not getting it? Why am I not good enough? Maybe I tried really hard. I tried to get an A, right? And a normal person would think, okay, that's a fair punishment, right? But the child doesn't have the ability to logically reason and understand things. The child just feels and hears, you're not good enough, you don't get. And that will translate and bleed into all other areas of our life. So, This is why Neville Goddard says man must go back in memory and destroy the causes of evil. And this is genius. This is a genius way to put it. Okay, because destroying the causes of evil is identifying the shitty programming. The matrix wants you to feel like a powerless, puny individual that is a victim of your circumstances, that is a victim of your past, and you're just not your powerful creator. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. So when he says destroy the causes of evil, he's basically saying, figure out why you feel this way. Figure out why this shitty circumstance keeps manifesting over and over again. Figure out why people don't treat you right. Figure out why you don't feel good enough. Figure it out and destroy it. And how do we destroy it? By no longer identifying with it. We have an identity moving through this human experience. And yes, it is just the human suit. It is just the personality. But when you're moving through physical reality, you identify with your name, 
your sexual orientation. Maybe you'll talk about your ethnicity, your culture, your career. We're always identifying with something. And many people continuously identify with a past that is detrimental to them. And they continuously identify with it completely, completely giving their power away. Now, I'm going to take a moment from breaking down this quote, and we are going to reference quantum physics. So if you guys don't know already, I am a nurse and I do have a science degree, so I find quantum physics so fascinating, and I'm going to do my best to always include it, little tidbits of it in my podcast episodes if it pertains to our topic. Many of you may know Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I absolutely adore Dr. Joe Dispenza. I just think that he is just so genuine and just so amazing and an absolute blessing to be alive in this day and age, this time that we're living in. I'm so grateful to have him. But for those of you who don't know Dr. Joe Dispenza, he was a former chiropractor who actually broke his spine when he was 23 years old during a triathlon. And at the young age of 23, he went into the hospital and was basically told if he didn't have a certain surgery, he would never walk again. And against what the top surgeons told him, he was like, no, I don't want to have that surgery because apparently if he had the surgery, it would leave him with metal rods in his body for the rest of his life. So he actually went in and healed his entire spine with his mind. And how he did it was he would go in and he would imagine his spine. And ironically, and I think it's so funny that he was a chiropractor and absolutely non-coincidental. I think it was all the perfect divine cosmic plan. But anyways, he had said that he would imagine his spine being fused and normal and back together in his imagination, right? And he was able to completely heal his spine. And I think he said within three months he was back working again as a chiropractor. So since then, he has become a neuroscientist and he basically has spent the rest of his life studying the mind-body connection. So according to Dr. Joe Dispenza, changing your past is a matter of quantum physics. I'm going to read this next part slowly because it will be hard to understand and you may have to listen to this twice, but this is from shortform.com to cite the source. Quantum physics is the study of physical properties of matter at the quantum or atomic and subatomic level. The principles of quantum entanglement demonstrate that everything is connected. So I'm going to insert my thoughts. This is why I always say that we are all one consciousness. Okay, the article goes on to say all matter is made up of atoms, which are made up of subatomic particles like nuclei and electrons. When two particles become entangled, whatever is done to one particle is done to the other, no matter how far apart they are in space. So this theory suggests that it really doesn't matter what has happened in the past. Because if everything is connected and we're all one consciousness, let's just think about it logically for a second. Why would that dictate our future? 
The reason why it continues to dictate our future is because we have been programmed by the matrix that we cannot change our past. Therefore, we continue to identify with it over and over and over again. And we stay on the hamster wheel of sadness, depression, sickness, disease, poverty, getting our hearts broken over and over again, missing out on opportunities, not doing things because we're afraid and fear because we keep identifying with the past. Well, I'm not going to go on vacation in March because I'm not going to have enough money to pay my rent in June, right? Or I'm not going to get into another relationship because I got my heart broken. I'm not going to go to the dinner tonight because last time I went, I felt not good enough. I don't think you realize how much you identifying with a past that doesn't serve you affects your life and continues to affect your life over and over again. You must know that there is a field called the quantum field where everything exists in the now. And Joe Dispenza describes it as the quantum field is an infinite field filled with frequency or energy and all frequency carries information. Now, frequency, whenever you hear me saying it or anyone say it, I want you to think of a frequency as a timeline. Right now, you will hear a lot of people in the spiritual community talking about ascending the frequencies. Okay, I literally see it everywhere. And basically what that means is the vibration of the planet is rising and we're ascending up in frequencies. We're moving into higher vibrational timelines. And the good news about higher vibrational timelines is that things will manifest faster. Everything's happening at a faster, more rapid pace. So Joe Dispenza says that this quantum field that is energy, infinite, that exists in the now where everything's pretty much entangled together, responds not to what we want. So we can want something all day long. And by the way, we're taking the word want out of our vocabulary. Take want and take try out of your vocabulary because we're learning now that we really do not want or need to try to do or have anything. Everything exists in this quantum field and everything is entangled together, right? So he says that the quantum field responds to who we are being. And this is exactly why all of Neville Goddard's teachings are still accurate to this day because what Neville Goddard has us do in his teachings is move into the feeling state of having already, of being that individual already, of changing your self-concept, which is your self-identity, and aligning your beliefs to a version of you that exists in this quantum field that's going to respond to you. Even if you're in complete and total lack, even if you're homeless, living in your car, completely heartbroken, completely broke your bank accounts wiped out maybe you just filed for bankruptcy the quantum field is going to respond to who you're being internally and for that reason joe dispenza says we can't create a new future while we're still living in our past it is simply impossible and i'm going to say that one more time you cannot create a new future while you're still living in your past it is impossible Impossible, impossible. If you want a new outcome, you will have to break the habit of being yourself and reinvent a new self. 
The only way we can change our lives is to change our energy. To change the electromagnetic field we are constantly broadcasting. In other words, to change our state of being, we have to change how we think and how we feel. And we know that emotions are energy in motion. And how do we create emotions? By thinking thoughts over and over again that make us feel good. I might tell you to say, hey, stop identifying with the virgin who continuously gets heartbroken. And you might say to me, oh, well, that's all I've seen. So how am I supposed to identify with something else? I've never seen it. And of course, if I was in a coaching session with you, I would say you're still living in Newtonian physics. You're still living in the I need to believe it to see it cause and effect mentality. The quantum way of living is... I want something, I move into having it already, and then I don't worry about the how or the when. I know that those thought waves will collapse into physical form. The quantum field will respond to who I'm being and it will manifest just like magic because I live in a magical, beautiful, wonderful universe where I was born with these magical powers within me. You're a wizard, Harry. Wow, I'm so important, I'm so special, I'm so powerful, right? But anyways, when you first start identifying with a new version of yourself and you start saying, wow, no, I actually am good enough. I am worthy. I am chosen. Anytime I want a relationship, I get it. Wow, love is easy for me. Well, when you first start saying this, it's obviously going to feel very foreign to you and you're going to feel uncomfortable, okay? Get ready to feel uncomfortable because your body has never experienced this. So the body is going to try to move you away from that type of thinking. The body's going to say, no, you're not. You've been telling me your whole life that you don't deserve love. You don't have money. Money's the root of all evil. So I'm going to keep you safe and move you away from these new thoughts. So in the beginning, it's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. It may even make you feel bad because again, as humans, we're always going to move towards what we think will benefit us the most. And I'm going to say that again, as a human, you will always move towards what you think will benefit you the most. It's just the way that our brains are working, are operating, okay? So when you continue to identify with a new story, you can do it during the day, you can do it in hypnosis, you can do it as you're falling asleep or with sleep tapes or just when you're daydreaming, scripting, mirror work, it doesn't matter. But through repetition, eventually those thoughts are going to start making you feel good and you're not even going to have to try. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror one day and say, you know what? I love you. You're beautiful. I'm so grateful for you. Look at how far you've come. Look what you've done. You're perfect from head to toe. I love everything about you. I wouldn't trade you for the world. And of course, you're talking to yourself. You can say I am too. Okay, it doesn't matter but you will eventually begin to feel these elevated emotions. You'll learn to truly love yourself and also to love others. You cannot love others purely unless you learn to love yourself first. You will learn to be grateful for yourself and with that you will truly and purely be grateful for others and there is nothing that is more beautiful. And why do I say that? Because when you're truly loving yourself, you're loving all that is because of quantum entanglement. We are all one consciousness. We're all connected. 
And then you're being your true authentic self. And that is the greatest gift that you can give to the universe is being your authentic self. Practice being your authentic self more and more and see how much the universe rewards you for that. Let's get back into Neville Goddard's quote on revision. And I'm actually going to teach you how to utilize revision in your life, in your favor, so you can change the past and get rid of the old shitty identity or shitty memories that keep causing you to experience things over and over again that you do not want to experience and patterns in your life. I want you to completely get rid of them, get rid of the ball and chain and live freely and manifest freely. So getting back into the quote, he says, this going into the past and replaying a scene of the past in imagination as it ought to have been played for the first time, I call revision and revision results in repeal. So how do we actually utilize revision? How do we do it? Okay, I'm sure many of you are wondering this and I'm going to teach you now. When you decide to revise something, you can do it in many different ways. One of the ways that you can utilize revision is in your day-to-day life, literally on the spot. So for example, let's say you're running late for work and you go to get on the train and someone's like, oh, the trains are delayed 30 minutes today. And you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm already late. Now the trains are delayed 30 minutes. I'm going to be even more late. My boss is going to kill me. And you start going down the spiral hole and buying into physical reality and buying into what's happening around you, the circumstance. Well, instead of continuously replaying that the train's 30 minutes late, the train's 30 minutes late, you go within and you revise them telling you the train's going to be here any minute now. And then you could even go to the end of hearing your boss always tell you that you're always on time. And this would be an example of inner conversation when you hear your boss say that to you. Just a quick little plug to combine the two, revision plus inner conversation. Now, another way you can use revision on the spot is if you're in a fight with someone and they break up with you or they tell you that you're a horrible person or they don't like you, or just if you walk into a room and feel like shit, you don't even have to have a conversation. It can just be anything that doesn't make you feel good. You can literally on the spot replay it in your mind to how you actually want it to go. So for example, if someone's breaking up with you, you can imagine them actually telling you that you're amazing, you're the ultimate prize, you're the best thing that ever happened to them. They want a lifelong commitment with you or whatever you wish to hear. There's no right or wrong answer. It's whatever you choose. This is on the spot revision and this is actually something that I recommend when you're really anxious or really shaken up, especially when you're in a public setting. One of the things that I always tell my clients to do because I do this myself is if I'm ever feeling uncomfortable or out of place or if someone says something to me that really shakes me and I'm out in public so I can't physically meditate or take space from people, I'm committed to this public setting for the next couple hours, maybe even days if you're on a vacation with people and you don't have a lot of time for yourself, you can literally excuse yourself, go to the bathroom and even if it's a public bathroom, you can sit in the bathroom stall and do this and just replay in your mind how you actually 
would want it to go. And you can even hear people telling you instead of maybe you feeling uncomfortable that you look amazing. You're magnetizing. You're such a queen. You're such a king. They love having you there. You're the guest of honor. And you tell the story. You revise it in your mind on the spot. That's going to also keep your anxiety at bay. When I do this, it will literally bring my anxiety from like an eight down to like a one or two. And then I'll walk out of the bathroom with so much confidence. And what's really happening is through revision, what you're doing, you're moving yourself onto a new timeline. So you're going to see that the people in your reality are going to start treating you differently. I remember one time I did this when I was late for dinner with a friend and she was really, really upset with me. And she was making comments like, you know, I respect people's time and I just don't feel like you were respecting my time and da, da, da. So of course I was like a little shaken up because I was late and then I actually had left my wallet at home and I didn't know if I lost it or not in the Uber. So it was just a lot of things happening at once. And I'm trying to be present in this dinner and I was finding it hard to be present. So I went to the bathroom and I just kept hearing her tell me instead what a great and amazing friend I am, how she always has a good time with me, how she knows how much I respect her. And then I came back out and we ended up having an amazing night. And then when I got home that day, she actually sent me a text telling me that she knows that I value her time and I'm such a good friend and she always has a good time with me. So she literally mirrored back to me everything that I revised. Now the other way to do revision and this can be for things that have happened in your life that you consider traumas Heartbreak, rejection story, getting fired from your job, being bullied in school, watching your parents fight all the time. Maybe your dad left. Maybe you were never good enough and your mom always told you that you were terrible and criticized you and nothing that you did was ever good enough. You were not seen as a child. Maybe you were constantly compared to others. Whatever the case may be, when it comes to revision, what we're actually doing is just like a computer program, we're literally going in the brain and choosing to delete a memory and insert a new one in its place. So for example, we're going to use the breakup example. Let's say someone broke up with you and you keep playing that day in your mind over and over again. You're sad. You're crying. You don't feel good enough. You're heartbroken. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You just feel absolutely awful. And you're thinking of every worst case scenario out there that's possible. Well, I would tell you, I want you to get a pen and paper and I want you to sit down with yourself and I want you to literally just start pondering, being curious about what would it be like if that actually didn't happen that day and the complete opposite of that happened. Instead of them breaking up with you, they actually proposed to you. They actually had this beautiful ring for you. They actually told you that you were the most amazing thing that has ever happened to them and how beautiful and perfect you are and how they want to marry you and spend the rest of their life with you that this is a new memory that you can commit to going forward. But first, just sit down and start being curious because curiosity is a very easy way to manifest because there's low resistance. The reason why I tell you to grab a pen and a paper is because you are going to eventually visualize the scene to the best of your ability. And in the beginning, if we script it out first, you will be a lot more successful in your visualization process and be able to pinpoint that scene in your mind because you've already scripted it out and we know that when we script things and write things down on paper, the brain begins to imagine it whether you realize it or not. 
Let's say you had a childhood where you never felt good enough and you felt completely unseen. Maybe your parents never told you that they loved you and you always felt like, no matter what I do, I'm just not chosen, I'm just not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not deserving. And you now have the awareness that this keeps happening in your life as an adult. You literally will go back to that point in time space Be that child again and hear your parents telling you, I love you, you're good enough, you're perfect, you're so worthy and deserving of everything that you possibly could want because it's your birthright. You were born as God in human form and you deserve to have what you want. You came here to experience your heaven on earth and I love you and you are seen and you are good enough. It doesn't matter what you do, I still think you're good enough. I think you're perfect. My last podcast episode was on parallel realities, and this is how they tie together. What you have to realize is as an adult, if the inner child is still hurting because the inner child still exists as everything is in existence in the now moment, if that inner child is still existing and that inner child does not feel seen and is sad, heartbroken, depressed, doesn't feel worthy, doesn't feel good enough, that inner child is going to have a direct effect on you. So what you have to do is go back in the past and make that inner child happy. (laughs) Make that inner child feel loved and validated. And when you do that, that inner child is going to be happy. Therefore, it's going to have a direct effect on your timeline now as an adult and you're going to feel happy and seen and worthy and good enough, etc., etc. This is how it works. And this is why revision is so powerful and so important. All versions of you that are existing in the now are serving and working with one another. So when that inner child's happy, you're happy. When that inner child is hurting and depressed and sad and lonely and hopeless, you're going to feel that way. And if you don't believe me, test it yourself. Go back in time and start scripting out a new story of your childhood. Script out a new story of your breakup. Script out a new story of your work history, your friendships, your family relationships, whatever it is. And you will see that once that these other versions of you finally feel good enough, finally feel seen, feel worthy, and you completely change the story and their beliefs, you are going to feel better because what you're doing is you're literally moving yourself onto a new timeline where all of you are happy and free and this is where the magic happens. So you're going to sit down and you're going to script out a scene. You're essentially implanting a new memory. And then what I want you to do for the next two weeks is right before you go to sleep at night, I want you to loop this scene in your mind. And it can be anywhere between five seconds to 30 seconds to a minute. It doesn't matter. But I want you to feel this scene as real. I want you to visit this point in time space and experience this circumstance, this situation again. Change your story and change the story of the relationships that you have with people in your life, specifically with your parents and major caretakers. Because as an adult, the relationship issues that you have stem from childhood. I have been coaching now for years and every single person that I work with, their relationships that they have now in present day are a direct 
effect of what happened in their childhood. And once they go in and revise their childhood and change their self-concept and change their story, they stop having problems in their relationships now and the person and other people in their life for that matter because everyone is a specific person, like I always say, will come back in and start treating them differently. So I'm going to give you an example of one time that I did a revision exercise where I ended up investing money in my revision scene. So I imagined myself investing money at a certain age, which I believe was like 17 or 18. And I imagined myself getting a profit from that. So instead of me blowing the money, which happened on one timeline, I imagined a timeline where I invested it. And with that investment, I received a large lump sum of money. So for about two weeks, I imagined myself investing the money. I imagined seeing the money in my bank account and I imagined feeling really happy and grateful for making that wise decision. Well, lo and behold, a couple months later, I had completely forgotten about it. I got a letter in the mail of a stock that I had and the stock had the exact amount of what I had revised. And that's what will happen. Things will literally manifest out of thin air because we're moving ourselves onto these new timelines where physical reality has to conform. So will you ever forget that the event happened? No. You'll still have the awareness that the event exists in some timeline, but it won't bother you anymore because you'll be so heavily identified with the new story. And that's why I tell you, do it for two weeks. For two weeks, fall asleep with that new story. You will get to a point where you're going to be like, oh, did this really happen? Because I really feel like the memory that I implanted is real. And I hear this a lot in coaching and I'll look at the person and I'll say, that's because it is real, because everything exists in imagination. We keep the past, quote unquote, alive, the shitty past alive, when we keep recalling memories over and over again. And we know from neuroscience that your brain actually doesn't know the difference between the past or what's happening right now when you imagine correctly and you get really deep into imagination. Your brain actually thinks it's happening now. So when you go in imagination and you talk to your parents and you hear your parents loving you and validating you, you see the bullies apologizing to you and telling you how cool you are and how they want to be your friend. You see people in your life, parental figures telling you, you're the creator. Revise a past where you're learning this at a very young age. You're the creator. You hold the wand of your reality. You can have whatever you want. Do not let others outside of you define you. You determine your worth. I like to insert these beliefs into my self-concept from a very young age so it can be so deeply embedded in my subconscious. So most of my revision scenes when it involves childhood, I'll hear my parents telling me that. Or another thing that I like to do is I'll like to insert the adult version of me now in that point in time space with the child or with the younger version of me and I like to form kind of like a circle or a triangle with my parents the inner child and me and I like to have a conversation with all of us and I'll just keep reminding that child this is who we become this is who you are now and I'll feel the inner child just feeling so safe and feeling so proud and happy and free so, and then what I like to do is I'd like to end the revision by taking the inner child by the hand and putting her in my heart and saying, this is where you are and this is where you'll always be. You're safe. 
you're the creator, you're worthy, you're good enough, you're deserving. And you will actually feel the relief of that child because that child has finally been acknowledged and validated and loved and finally feels safe and no longer in the state of chaos and unworthiness and sadness, and not feeling good enough, not feeling chosen. I want to also comment on traumas because I know that some people go through horrible, horrible traumas and I give you guys so much compassion and love and I will say that I've worked with a lot of people that have gone through really bad traumas and I'm so grateful to say that I was able to help them heal from these traumas and most of them will tell me the feedback that I get from them is, wow, I've never felt better, I've never felt more free, I finally heard what I've always wanted to hear. And unfortunately, what a lot of them tell me is that years of therapy didn't really help them that much because when they would go in therapy, they would talk about the trauma over and over again. And they would actually leave therapy feeling kind of shitty because like I said, your brain doesn't know the difference between the past, the present, or the future. Everything's in the now moment. So they just kept re-identifying with that trauma over and over again and making themselves feel horrible. So when it comes to traumas, you can actually let it go. You can actually assume a new identity where this thing didn't happen to you. And I'm not saying completely just try to forget it and block it out because we don't want to suppress anything. What I'm saying is I want you to go back in time space and I want you to give that child everything that she needs. Everything that he or she didn't get at that point in his or her life, you give it to her through revision. And you can insert anyone that you want in these revision exercises. You can insert any religious figures like Jesus, Buddha, God himself, it doesn't matter. But insert them there with you and you can hear them tell you things also. Angels, people that have passed on, if they're no longer on planet Earth, you can insert them in these revision exercises. And I'm telling you, there's nothing that is more freeing than consciously utilizing revision. And this is part of what I always talk about, which is letting go of the old identity. Let it go. We have to learn to let go of that old identity. In my workshop, I actually have an entire week focused on revision and I have a revision meditation where I literally walk you through a guided meditation on how to change the past and how to reprogram the subconscious with this new memory. So if you're interested in that, the link will be below in the episode description. Now, I cannot end an episode without giving Bashar's perspective on revision, so I found a really good quote from Bashar that I wanted to share with you guys. It's actually one of my all-time favorite Bashar quotes, and if you haven't heard me say this before, Bashar is a great metaphysical teacher. Bashar said, You create the past and the future from the here and the now. Circumstances do not matter. Do not materialize things. Only your state of being matters. So basically what Bashar is saying that you actually create a past and you create your future from the here and now. So it's the same exact thing that Neville Goddard said. You can create a new past right now. 
So if I just went to school and everyone looked at me like I had eight foreheads and I felt really insecure and embarrassed and all of the above, I can literally revise everyone complimenting me and looking at me like I'm the best thing that they've ever seen and da da da, right? We have to see ourselves as the star. And the more and more you do this, the more and more it's going to feel normal to you and physical reality will have to conform to that. And again, my favorite quote of Bashar, circumstances do not matter, only state of being matters. Circumstances do not manifest, only state of being manifests. So basically what that means is focusing on physical reality and focusing on the circumstance is literally pointless because that itself is not what will manifest. What will manifest is your internal state, what you're choosing to identify with internally. And this is again why revision is so effective because you can go in and choose a new identity. I also want to take the opportunity to be clear on how to utilize revision and how often we have to do it. So I know that I said do it for two weeks. The reason why I said two weeks is because that comes from Neville Goddard's book, Imagination Creates Reality. He talks about imagining for two weeks every night as you fall asleep because we know that that is prime reprogramming brainwave, which is theta. However, I do want to make it very clear that you only have to revise something one time in order for it to manifest. When it comes to major events in your life that left a strong emotional imprint, you may want to choose to revise something more than once through repetition so your subconscious mind can fully accept your new story, your new memory as your truth. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. That's why I say do it for two weeks. Really saturate your mind with the new story. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain by doing this. I also want to point out that just scripting or just saying conscious affirmations or pre-recording affirmations with your new story of your childhood and listening to it over and over again or even looking at yourself in the mirror and telling yourself the new story, the new memory. These are all very effective ways to utilize revision as well. So try them and continue to do whatever you think works best for you. There is no better way. There is no wrong way as long as you let go of the old story, you're on the right path of experiencing all of your desires. And I want you to choose the new timeline with so much fierceness. Like this is your new life. This is your new identity. Eliminate all doubt and have so much confidence in your new story because you're finally free. You're finally free. You're finally free. And I'm so happy for you because there is no better feeling than to leave the trash bags behind. Leave it behind, move on to your new timeline, soar, manifest all of your desires, manifest your definition of heaven on earth. That's what I'm here for. It's for you to be able to heal yourself and actually enjoy life and love who you truly are because you were born with God within you. You were born with the power to create your reality and now is the time for you to use it. So with that, I love you so much. Thank you for listening today. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.